Welcome to LAPUX Lessons. This podcast is a growing collection of conversations with thought leaders in the online professional development space. Here at LAPU, our award-winning team strives to create world-class online learning experiences that put humanity back into learning. Join us on our journey to innovate in the online classroom and show the world what learning feels like. Hey everyone, I'm Rana Lee, a Senior Instructional Media Designer at LAPUX, and I'm here with a few instructional designers, Trelisa and Kenna. They are experts in the field of adult learning. And as adults, we want our learning to actually be applicable to our everyday lives. And we want to learn practical skills that help us solve problems and work better. Could you ladies elaborate on that concept of adult learning? Sure, Ronalee, thank you. My name is Kenna and I'm an instructional designer here at LAPU. And I think that as adults, we really are self-motivated when we go into learning opportunities, whether that be in professional development or entering a traditional school program. And I think because of the self-motivation, we really yearn for that just-in-time training for whatever it is that we're looking to master and the ability to practice our skills before we actually have to apply them in our personal or professional life. Trey, do you want to add anything? Sure. I, You know, when we talk about adult learning, we, we often compare it to learning as a child or as a, as a young person and think about what's different. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, when we're children, when we're learning, we're really learning how to become independent learners, right? Mm-hmm. We're learning how to be curious. We're learning how to ask questions, how to investigate. We're learning that process of becoming independent learners so we can learn on our, on our own. And then when we become adults, this adult learning is the independence piece mm-hmm. where we now know how to do all of those great skills like ask the curious questions and experiment and figure out what we need to solve those problems. We have those skills to independently learn Mm -hmm. and solve whatever problems we may have, even if we don't, even if we're just starting from nothing or starting from a skill set of not knowing, we know how to gain those skills. So you both talked about self-motivation and independence. Um, How would instructional designers design a course so that their modules are prone to that type of learning? Well, we always start with who who is the learner. Mm -hmm. And so if we we know that our learners are coming in with experiences, and as Kenneth said, really want that just in time, those relevant practical skills that they could use immediately, then we need to design learning spaces where one, they can bring in their past experience and share mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. refine what they already know, right? Right. Uh, share what they already know and then then reconstruct because learning is generative. It, you know, we continue to to learn based on what we know. And then we also design spaces where we allow them to do that experiment because they're going to have other learners that are bringing in their experience. So we got to, we have to create that space where they can construct and investigate together. Mm. And so that can be done through, through projects, through group work, but it has to be, I think, more hands-on because that's what they've been doing, you know, day in, day out as productive adults. 
they've been doing all all day. So in the classroom, we need to continue to nurture that doing piece and that collaborative piece that they're used to doing in their daily lives. What do you think, Kenna? I love that you brought up the community aspect, Trey, because I think our goal is to really feed into that learning community for all of our students. Like you said, everybody has their own experiences, and a lot of times when they come to a course, they're able to share and bring so much from what they've learned in their personal lives or how they operate in their professional life, and I think that really helps continue the learning for all of the students as they interact with each other in that community-type space. And I think we've also been pretty innovative here at LAPU, at least from an instructional design perspective, when we do build our courses by creating that space. Like you said, that was a it's a very safe space where they can practice these skills before they have to go apply them or use them in their life. For example, that might be in a discussion board if they're working with other students on that where they have the opportunity to share in a safe environment or even through something like a simulation that I know that we've created those and put those into our courses. Even Ronalee, you can speak into this from an instructional media perspective. I know that there's a lot that we do to create these spaces. Absolutely. Yeah, what I learned from creating instructional media is that when it comes to simulations and providing answers, you can't necessarily just give them the correct answer. You have to really, you have to give them more explanations to why they got to that reasoning. And I feel like answers aren't so black and white. It's more based on critical thinking. And I think that's a very differentiating factor when it comes to adult learning. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I love what you mentioned about the feedback, because that is something I think is maybe a little bit different for adult learners is Mm -hmm. maybe a child, you just tell them yes or no, it's right or wrong. And the feedback is brief. But I feel like as an adult learner, because you're able to understand a lot more, and you're able to draw those connections from your past experience, the feedback is a lot more meaningful. Absolutely. And it's also the fact that so many experiences are different. And I think when it comes to adult learning, you really have to highlight that there is no clear answer anymore. It's just, it's all about how you got to that answer. Would you agree with that? I would agree, definitely. Enjoy the process. I, that is one of my, my life's mantra. It's not all about the end result or the solution, yeah. but understanding the process because you know the fish analogy, right? If teaching the fish, they'll be able to eat forever. Same yeah. principle. Like if you if they understand the process, then they are able to adapt in different contexts. And so you're right on with that with for adult learners. It really is about understanding the process of it all. What do you ladies think is the greatest learning obstacle for adults who return to school? Ooh, you know, this is a little bit of my own experience, but also what I see as I've taught in the classroom, especially with adults. There's a challenge in understanding the teacher-learner dynamic. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it goes again to like, right, our K-12 experience, there really was a hierarchy the teacher had a, a elevated position because of their experience and their knowledge, right? As kids, we're 
we're really learning. So we lean on the teacher to, to have an elevated position in the classroom. Well, for adults, that's not quite the case <laughs> or <laughs> should not be the case, right? Especially when we're talking about independent learning, that they're coming in with a wealth of knowledge and experience. Sometimes the dynamic changes or should change in the classroom. You know, the teacher is there to facilitate at that point, mm -hmm. right? If we're talking about un understanding the process and not the solution per se, the teacher is really in that position to facilitate as opposed to some very different dynamics in the K-12 world. But, you know, as students, we're used to what we have experienced for 12 plus years, mm -hmm. that dynamic. And so going into a classroom and, and understanding the knowledge and the power we have in our own learning takes a little bit of time for adults who are returning to school, I think. Mm -hmm. Because, because there's a different dynamic. We're, you know, as an instructor, as faculty, we're, you, we know you're coming into the classroom with a wealth of knowledge and experience, and we want you to share that and not just consume everything, but also produce and share as well. It's really a, a different dynamic. Do you want to add on that, Kenna? Sure. Just thank you so much for sharing. I can see how that could be difficult for not only the instructor, but for the students to kind of build up that courage to come back into the classroom and really take advantage of all of the learning opportunities that they have. But I think that one of the larger obstacles now as well, it may also be the role of technology in education. For some adults who are returning after being away from the classroom for a long time, I think it may be difficult for them to start online learning and really feel comfortable at first, mm -hmm. especially if they're not, you know, super familiar with technology or if they don't have a technical role somewhere, if, if they're more hands-on in their job, it might be really difficult for them to get the most out of it. And, you know, I think that there are quite a few other outside challenges for adults who are coming back to the classroom, like obviously time management, if they have a family and all of the other obligations that they have, that right. is also a concern at some point. So do you have any thoughts on this, Ronalee? I agree with you both. And actually, I feel like this is a great segue to my next question. I personally feel that at LAPUX, we do a great job at addressing these obstacles. What do you think that we do differently to approach adult learning at LAPUX? Well, I think that we do a few things, and this kind of, I would say, combines the first and second question that we yeah. talked about. We're very thoughtful in our design for these professional development courses, how we create these courses with the just-in-time training and all of the hands-on activities where the students are able to share their knowledge and get the most out of the course that they can. I think that we really do a lot from a design perspective and from a media perspective to really provide some great courses and great opportunities for these adults. And, you know, it's it's difficult, I'm sure, for a lot of them to really get into this type of training. But, you know, like we talked about, they're very self-motivated and this hopefully is an option that they can benefit from, mm -hmm. especially because 
in the technical design side of it, it's all self-paced so they can do it when they have time. And usually our courses are not very long. I'd say they, they average from about one hour to I think our longest is about 16 hours. Mm-hmm. So it's manageable to fit in within their schedule. And we really do provide the space for them to grow and learn from each other and participate in these activities and take away some meaningful skills after. I love that, especially the meaningful. <laughs> Would you like to add on that, Trey? Yeah, you know what, what came up for me was a couple of things. First, I like that we are intentional in calling out the skills and competencies. Because if we we go back to your original opening, Rhonda Lee, when you talked about, you know, adults and people who are coming to look at these LAPUX courses really want to learn practical skills that solve problems that they have in the moment and just to become better workers and contributors. And to do that, I think, you know, we have to be explicit in what we offer and and calling out competencies and skills and tying it into how that's going to help people, how that's going to help you as a person, as a contributing member to your team is good, first of all, um, because I don't think we do enough of it. A lot of times we assume, you know, we may we may share objectives, we may share other things, but being able to align it and tie it in a nice bow for people really helps. And I think we do a great job of, of making sure that everything that we do aligns to the vision that we have. I also think, uh, going back to what Kenna talked about, about community building, we are doing a great job building community through these LAPUX courses, not only in the design, but the other, I'm going to call it co-curricular offerings that we have like this, like this podcast. This is part of that community building where they can stay connected after the course, before the course, during the course, right? So coming up with those innovative ways to continue to connect with the learners and adults throughout their experience with LAPUX is very, very innovative and being done very well by our team. Thank you, Trey, and thank you, Kenna, for sharing your experience and expertise on adult learning. Thank you. Thank you for having us. All right. Talk to you all soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of LAPUX Lessons. We hope you had fun learning something new today. If you did, please take a few seconds to review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. We value your feedback so highly because we are doing this for you. Come connect with us on social media so we can get to know you better. All of our channels are listed in the show description. Before you go, we want to invite you to visit x.lapu.edu to see the courses that our awesome team has created. Check back often as we are always developing new offerings. Or you can subscribe to this podcast where we will announce and feature new courses as they become available. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. And remember, this is what learning feels like.